Blessed be kitty girls. Are you all ready for some oppression? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today is very exciting. It's a very popular day here at Audio Shelf. We are doing The Handmaid's Tale. This is a classic. It is a classic. And the author is Margaret Atwood. The narrator is Claire Danes and a whole bunch of other people, which it says full cast, but there's literally only two narrators. It was Claire Danes and then someone doing headings. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) understand that. Apparently there was like an essay in the end, too, that might have been. I listened to the essay. Okay. It was some teacher or something, a professor from some school. Okay. And then it was Margaret Atwood. Oh, she's still alive? Yeah, yeah. She's pretty young. Oh, (laughs) well, this is awkward. Sorry, Maggie. (laughs) The publisher is Audible Studios. Which is surprising because this is such a big name book. Yeah. That, I mean, now it's big name, but like, it's just done by Audible Studios. Mm -hmm. And the audiobook release date was July 20th, 2012. Not recent. Not recent. And the book was written in 84. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. The duration of this book is 11 hours and one minute. Just a single minute. <laughs> and the genre is dystopian, fiction and literature. And get those nuts out of my face. <laughs> does that not sum up every genre that this book needs to be in? It really does. It really does. <laughs> like, Ugh. if you weren't ready to castrate all of the men, then you were reading the wrong book. Exactly. Ugh. And Margaret Atwood in the essay that she reads actually talks about how people think this is a feminist book Mm. and she breaks it down and she's like, if you think being a feminist is someone who is a woman who has to get every right or like has to be praised just because she's a woman, then you're not a real feminist. Yeah. And she, and she said what a real feminist and what I would like from this book is the fact that these women have conflicts and flaws and all these things that make them who they are. Mm. And we're learning about them. Mm. We're not just thinking of them as just women. Yeah. So I really liked her description of what a feminist is and what, how she identifies as being a feminist. That's very powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I identify with because like, I do not subscribe to the type of feminist that like is just, I'm a female Mm -hmm. and I should be worshipped. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to knock somebody else off their peg in order for me to be taller. That's Mm -hmm. not equality. Equality Mm -hmm. is equal. Exactly. So what summary do we have? Do we have here? Okay. We have this from Amazon. Oh, Amazon. 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 So new, right? (laughs) (laughs) After a staged terrorist attack kills the president and most of Congress, the government is dis- What is that? Deposed? Deposed. Is deposed? hmm Okay. The government is deposed and taken over by the oppressive- Should that be disposed? No, deposed. Like deposition. Like deposed. I don't know that word. <laughs> the government is deposed and taken over by the oppressive and all-controlling Republic of Gilead. 
Alfred, now a handmaid serving in the household of the enigmatic commander and his bitter wife, can remember a time when she lived with her husband and daughter and had a job before she lost even her own name. Despite the danger, Alfred learns to navigate the intimate secrets of those who control her every move, risking her life in breaking the rules in hopes of ending this oppression. Mm. That sounds like literature. It is literature. I mean, that's literally one of the genres oh, is yeah. literature. Fiction and literature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like someone I, something I can read in in high school or college. I don't know why we didn't read this in high no. school. Instead, they had us reading Catcher in the Rye, which I'm sorry, that was not exciting. I mean, I liked Catcher in the Rye. Why? Because he was this little rebel boy who was trying to find himself. But like, he didn't. He found a prostitute and talked to her. Yeah, that's great. He could have found a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but I really did. I would. I wish I listened or read this book in high school. Yes. Yeah. I feel like all boys should read this book. I think all men and women should read this. Just to realize. And whoever, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, it's a really powerful message. It is. What did you think about um, the awkwardness that was in the recording of the book? The part that Claire Danes or the chapter one and then the music and then Claire Danes started talking. Both of them together. Okay. So for me, Claire Danes as a narrator, she was average. Mm -hmm. She's one of those highly paid actresses who was probably, it was, she was reached out and they were like, Hey Claire, do you want to. Hey Claire. Hey Claire. <laughs> what's up? Do you want to read The Handmaid's Tale for us for, for Audible? Mm -hmm. And I felt like she decided to do it because she was like, oh, I love the book. I love the message. You know, it just she had to say yes. But when she read it, I felt like she was just reading a book mm -hmm. out loud, which mm -hmm. is what narrating is. However, if you really think about narration, you're thinking about emotion, you're thinking about voices, you're thinking about just performing. Yeah. And I don't think she was really performing the book. Right. I just think she was reading it. And she had a nice reading voice. So that's why it was like just kind of average for me. Yeah. Throughout the book, I was like, all right, well, this is what Claire's giving me. So I'm taking it and sopping it up with a biscuit. <laughs> this is what I'm stuck with. Yes. So I'm here for it. That's the awkwardness for me with Claire Danes. Okay. The, I also, I don't think I found it as awkward as maybe you did, but it was awkward to have this random woman who I don't know who did it, who it was. A mystery lady. Mystery lady. Maybe it was it, Margaret. She was named in the credits as full cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name. First name full, last name cast. And she literally read the chapter titles. Yeah. And then she was cut off with music or from like yeah. whatever period that like, was. Like a tape recorder going into like a tape. Yeah. It was like a record player kind of like. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah, that too. But Which I guess that's like the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. I, I was getting 80s feel. Maybe not 80s feel. Probably like 60s feel. Yeah, like with the record, maybe. Oh, but I mean, they did take it back to like a 1950s kind of society. Oh, yeah. this is Which this 1950s didn't rape women. So I don't know what society they were in. Yeah. But it, it was, was the wrong one. It was. I love the time periods of this book because you can see it because. They were taking it from the biblical time period and then they were taking it from the 50s and 60s and that kind of like period where women were still needed to be ladies. But mm -hmm. then they were taking it as like back then when women couldn't show their faces. And yeah. it was there, this 
book was filled with time period stuff. Yeah. But yet it was so modern too, because they were like, we had a bank account. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was incredibly yeah. modern. And it it wasn't there was nothing that was dated in it. Like Margaret did an amazing job at not dating this book. Mm-hmm. Like you could take it in 2018 not even realize that it was written in 1984. Exactly. I think that's what makes a really awesome dystopian novel. Yeah. We have things like Hunger Games and Divergent, all those other like new, new age, young adult dystopian novels that are trying Mm -hmm. to be impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are, but this is like a classic that, and it's defined as a classic because it can be forever. Like in 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, (laughs) in 30, 22, we'll look at this book and say this could be happening now. It could, this is what it was like in the past. This is like a, it can be in the present. Yeah. But with Hunger Games, it's going to be like, um, you know, whatever. I forgot the world what the world was called. But they like gave a date or like they said twenty years later. Or, you know, it, it put a time period. It put a time restraint on it. Yes. With this, there's no time restraint, and you can think of it happening today. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I liked is that like with Hunger Games and Divergent, I'm glad that you brought those up because those have technology that's so fantastical Mm -hmm. that it probably won't be happening. Like Mm -hmm. it's just it's a um, I don't know. I don't I can't think of a director that does this. Um, Maybe Steven Spielberg, like it's a Steven Spielberg movie in the 80s that was that was making hover cars to happen in oh like back to the future yeah a little hoverboard yeah which now is hoverboard but that's not what they thought it was you know no it's like magnet so basically like thing but like it's it's one of those directors that and one of those creators that was thinking of like oh my god in in 2011 there's going to be all these fantastical things and Mm -hmm. there's going to be like soda that just falls from the sky and you can like look up and drink it and that's what the Hunger Games was for me. It's like mm-hmm. the technology and the times just it goes too far. Too far, yes. And Handmaid's Tale, it really meshes the those biblical times with the 50s and mm-hmm. then with going back to the modern world when we were like looking at Alfred's past. Yeah. And it's just it was incredible how Margaret Atwood did that. She actually talks about it in the essay. Oh. She says, I didn't want to put any technology in this book because mm-hmm. technology for me downplays yeah society and yeah. i just thought it was real you you need to check out her essay yeah I it's think just I will. so yeah. awesome um and she goes in on and and on about like how this is a scary period like yeah she was thinking about like horror things when she was writing the women the handmaids with the red outfits which symbolized something but people were like red means blood and all this scary stuff and she was like no i just got that from a religious Mm-hmm. Uh, ritual mm-hmm. and then the covering of the face she said that just really haunts me people yeah. covering their face so i just want to make the handmaid scary so it was really cool to hear her thought process throughout this whole writing experience that's super interesting really i definitely cool. will need to check that out because i want to hear more of how she got this idea like mm-hmm. just i mean it's so well thought out and it's so planned yeah and it's just amazing how it all unfolds. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really like it. And I did like Claire's narration. I do agree with you that it was average. That mm-hmm. it was just kind of like middle of the line. But then I also feel like that kind of goes with um, Alfred's personality. Yeah. 
throughout the whole thing. It's kind of like this numbness. Yeah. Yeah. Like I she's didn't just, think about that. She's just very like carterized from everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's just done. Hmm. I did not think about that. Because we only hear it from Alfred's point of view. We never hear it from Serena Joy's or anything like that. Or Moira's. Hmm. I didn't think about that. That makes me. I just thought about it just now when it came out of my I mean, mouth. You're freaking smart. Sometimes. I don't know what the word deposed is. <laughs> no, but that's really smart. It's like she was the character of being forced to be bland. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think about that. My mind is blown. Opening up new doors. Like I have guts. Front doors. I have guts on my floor. My mind is blown. <laughs> that's the gag of the season. Gag of the season. <laughs> so, but but then... On the flip side, we had Miss Chapter One. Oh my God, what was up with that? I don't know, but I kind of liked her voice. It was yes. it was it was light and it was cheerful, and it's like the exact voice that I would imagine for somebody like Moira. Yes, yes. And maybe so, that's who what they were going for is like this idea of other women. Yeah, are hovering over you like the two by two people when they walk in because she was like, we have to walk in twos mm-hmm. because. They're, you know, she's spying on me and I'm spying on her, making sure she doesn't do anything bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was like that whole idea from Audible was saying, we need to have another woman in here to go along with players' narration. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're coming up with this stuff. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. We need to write an essay. We need to write an essay. Oh, my God. We need to be another essay oh on this audiobook that already has like eight essays can we be full cast oh my god we're full cast oh my god we've made it we've made it we're we have decided yeah we're credited in the handmaid's tale oh blessed be the fruit oh Oh, under his eye under his eye (laughs) oh i feel so complete now (laughs) we're so smart we really are people don't give us enough credit no they don't (laughs) because we don't know how to do anything But I did like that music, though. That music was creepy. Creepy as, as anything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a really, like, haunting book mm-hmm. that, like, sticks with you. I don't understand the headlines of, or the headers of each chapter. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I wasn't getting night, that either. Nighttime. Sal- um, savages or whatever salvages or something. I was like, what? Salad fingers. Yeah, so salad. I'm like, what? Who is this? What are these headlines? And maybe I would probably understand it more if I had the physical copy of the book yeah. in front of me. Yeah, probably. But I didn't. I don't think. I didn't think those were necessary. I don't know. We should get the physical copy. Mm-hmm. Like, go to one of those like book trade things and see if they have a copy of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, smart. Smart. And, tr- and pick it up and like look at it. And then put it down because we already bought the Audible version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever find it interesting that like literally these people of Gilead are, and I guess it goes with Christians today too, is that they are following a book that's just written by a bunch of dudes who said that they were talking to somebody, who said that like somebody was talking in their head? Yes, but did they have a book in Handmaid's? I must have missed that. The Bible. Oh, it was just the Bible. I'm talking about the Bible. Oh, the Bible. The Bible. The Bible that was written by those men. By those men that have all of their names in it so that we never forget who they are. Yes. And that they were like basically hearing voices and then wrote it down. The, the author's names, if, you know, to let our audience know, it's um, Raja, Trixie Mattel, and Bianca Del Rio. Those yes. are the writers of the Bible. The Bible. 
Praise. Praise. <laughs> Blessed be, the girl. <laughs> Did you ever learn that song in Sunday school? It was like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, X of whatever. Apostles. And Apostles yeah. and mm-hmm. Corinthians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went yeah. to Catholic school. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I, that, that stuff was drilled in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was a little old Baptist boy. <laughs> that's so weird. You went to a Catholic school, but you went to a Baptist church, which yeah. arguably was not Baptist to it was not Southern Baptist. It oh, was no, just it was not Southern Baptist. It was just normal Baptist with like cute old ladies mm-hmm. that would make baked goods. Exactly. And that's our first connection. Yeah, we went to the same church. Yeah, we went to the same church, had no idea. Our grandmothers were like friends. Like yeah. it was it was so crazy. And it was we, so weird. We we're in high school and we we're like, wait, you go to Grace Baptist? Well, my, my grandmother does. My grandmother does too. I don't go to Grace. You know? And then you like went home and found out that my brother yes, was best friends with, with my your cousin. cousin who, yeah. yeah. Sad well, story. But, <laughs> but like, but isn't that so crazy? That's so, it's so weird. So weird. And then every time I said, I'm going to hang out with my friend Brittany, and they were like, oh, that Brittany? And I was like, yes, yeah, that Brittany. How do you know that How do you Brittany? You know that Brittany. Yeah. Uh, Man, good times. So so good. It was fate that brought us together. It was not the Bible. That not brought the us Bible. Together. It was not Matthew, Paul, Luke, or John. No. However, most Matthews are really hot. What do you think? Debatable. What? Oh, I mean, Matt no. Bomber. Oh, <laughs> Matt no. Bomber, though. Matt Bomber. Yes. Like I, we kidnap him. Yeah, and, we do, and keep him in a cage in the backyard. Yes, that's true. There are some questionable Matthews out there. Who? Um, well, you don't like Matthew Smith. I mean, I do him. Him as Prince. Yes. I mean, not Prince. Him as. No, it's not a king. What's his name? Uh, Dutch? Duke. Duke. (laughs) (laughs) The Duke of Edinburgh. Yes. I would, I would, I would fiddle him. They like fill in his eyebrows. So he looks more, um, other Matthews are out there that are hot. I don't know. Let's Google it. Yes. Matthew Lawrence, my favorite <gasps> Lawrence brother. I was literally just thinking of him. Oh my god! No, seriously. So for our anniversary, we might go to Philadelphia. Shut up. So brotherly love. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. What? And so then I started thinking of brotherly love, and then I was like Matthew Lawrence. Where can we Joey find? Lawrence. Yes. Where can we find? Oh my god! When they were in the movie, the Disney Channel original movie, um, Overboard. Or what, was, what was that? What was that movie? I don't know. I don't know. It was. Oh my god! What oh my god. was it? Okay, I'm looking it up. It was. It what was it? I don't know. It was so good, though. Abandon? No. What oh, a- God. He's so smoldering. He's this is, so I'm looking hot. at a picture of Joey Lawrence right now. Oh. Matthew Lawrence is so much better. He's Matthew good. Lawrence is 100% better. All the way. He was the best Lawrence I brother. Can't, I can't. And then okay. I lo- I've always loved Joey because he was Jumping like. Jumping Ship? Jumping Ship. That was it. That was my favorite Disney Channel original movie. I wish I had it on DVD. <gasps> can you find it on DVD? Oh, my God. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Brotherly love TV show. I can't find. Bro- I've been looking at for years. I can't find it on. Oh DVD. wait, you're looking for uh, jumping jump ship. ship. Jumping ship. Because I cannot find brotherly love. If anybody knows how to get brotherly love, send it to me. Oh, I love that show. Hmm. What you can get on DVD? You can't get it on DVD. Yes, you can. Ah, you can get on Prime shit. Video. <laughs> you can get on Prime Video. Oh my God, Prime Video! You can get on Prime Video for five ninety nine. I have Prime Video. You need to get Prime Video. Oh you need God. to get it. You can rent it or you can buy it for six dollars. Oh my God, I was so get that. Oh my God. Sorry, did I just like break this microphone? Basically, <laughs> basically the show is over. We are here yes. just looking up the Matthew Lawrence <laughs> and the Joey La- the Lawrence brothers. When he was in the Hot Chick, which my favorite movie, Hello. 
That's another movie that brought us together. Yeah, that is. Yes, like, it is. Like it officially is. we were brought together because of TV, yes. which is the holy grail. The holy grail of life. Yeah, it is. And then we had the the hot chick and then white chicks. And then- <laughs> Those are the two movies we watched every we weekend. We watched that all the time. <laughs> Ling Ling, someone answered the phone. <laughs> I and need then, to watch White Chicks again. Oh my I god! I mean, White Chicks and, and Hot Chicks. Chick. And then all, and every time I think of Matthew Lawrence, I think of Silly Billy Nilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! But anyway, oh. Matthew Lawrence could be my commander. Bringing it back to The Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, you would be off Matthew. Off Matthew. Yes. And he would be like, "Get off me." Get off me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife would be like. Um, your head is supposed to be like down there and not making any movements or pleasure faces. <laughs> pleasure faces. <laughs> Ew. Ew. We'll get to talking about that in the TV episode. But oh, yes. So crazy. And the way they describe it in the book, I was like, oh, she has to hold her down. I was it was like, OK, so I watch We will be talking about the TV show on Thursday. Yes. So um, stay tuned for, for Thursday's episode. But we do have to do some comparisons here. Yes. The comparisons for like the rape scenes mm-hmm. are. I mean, I know that they're not like. I know that there's only one that's like considered a rape in the TV show. At yes. Least. They're considered a rape. But yeah, everyone knows. Everybody knows. Maybe raping. That the handmaids have not said yes. They've yes. never given consent. Never. Um, so just because you didn't roofie them, Commander, doesn't mean that they are happy about it. Yeah. And I'm just letting everyone know that I would give Matthew Lawrence consent. <laughs> consent, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and four snacks. Every day of the week. Ooh. Ugh. Except yes. for when he grows his hair out. Mm, that's just yeah. only Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. But that's just a weekend time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like when they were when they were showing or when they were describing it in the book, I was picturing it how the TV show did it. Yes. And it was pretty much like word for word, mm-hmm. like holding the hands down. The The wife would hold the hands down. And mm-hmm. actually, the way I pictured the because, skirt would be hiked up to the thighs and like no yes, higher. Yes, the, I do. I agree with you. The only thing is when I was listening to the book, I imagined the the wife is she's they're called Martha's correct no Martha's are like the servants oh yeah they're the, the people servant. who cook who and- cook okay so the wife the wives I imagined the wife laying like on the bed uh-huh. and then the handmaid over top of the wife but like lower I guess and then the commander looking at the wife over top of the that's basically, that's basically it. Yeah. But in the show, in that's the basically show, what it yeah, shows. In the show, that's basically it. However, I could see how, like, now listening to the book, I was like, oh, that's what they meant. Because Serena Joy was saying, he was yelling at her because she said, I saw him look down at you. Mm, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. The way I imagined it when I was listening to the book was just like, huh, that's a weird little threesome. I know. When you were just describing it to me, I was like, so she was like, it, it was so like, the wife was laying down? Yeah. It looked like, in my head, it looked like a uh, a hamburger. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there was the bread and then the bun and right then in the middle. And then the two women were making eye contact. Yes. Being weird. And then the yes. guy was just, like, being weird with, like, the bottom half. Yes. 
That's what I imagined when I was listening to the book. But when I watched the episode, which we'll talk about, I was like, that makes more sense. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> then I just wanted a hamburger because it's darn diet. I've been wanting a hamburger for two weeks. I've been wanting five guys so bad. I didn't want bread. But anyway, moving on. I don't want bread. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't crave bread. I need cereal. Cereal is what I crave. So I made cinnamon toast crunch. Oh my gosh. You didn't bring I, any, did you? No, because I, I only have one bowl you. left. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell Eddie, because Eddie made some crap, like, fat bomb last night. Uh, and it was what was it? Protein powder. What kind of protein powder? I like peanut? I have no idea. It was chocolate, vanilla, and banana. And he made me eat it. And I felt like I was eating seashells. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Chocolate covered seashells. Ew. It was so gross. Anyway. But yeah, I'm uh, not sure what your fat bomb has to, has to go, with, go with for. The Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> Maybe they had fat bombs in The Handmaid's. They probably did. Because they got some fat bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh my God. Actually. Mm. Uh, but, so, oh, okay. I think... um. You mentioned before we started recording about the commanders being gross. Yes. The commanders are so gross. They really are. Ugh. I could gosh. not handle them. I mean, they make the one in Handmaid's Tale, the TV show, Joseph. Is it Joseph Fiennes? How do you pronounce his last Fiennes. name? Fiennes. Is it Fiennes? It's Ralph, Ralph, no, Fiennes. Fi- Ralph it's Fiennes. Fiennes. Yes. Fiennes. It's Ralph Fiennes and then Joseph Fiennes. Yeah. And the one in Handmaid's Tale is Joseph Fiennes because mm-hmm. Ralph is Voldemort. Yes. Right? Oh my gosh. Do we have to fact check? Fact check. And I'm pretty sure you're right though. To be honest, sometimes I don't even think of Voldemort as a fines. I think of Made in Manhattan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yes, Jennifer I do Lopez. Know what you're saying. I I do know what you are saying. He's the only one I'm like, that's a that's a that's a fines, brother. Ugh, this gives me nothing. Voldemort, Origins of the Air, coming oh out in 2018. God. Um, Ralph. Oops, that's not how you spell Ralph. Ralph. Ralphie. Ralphie. Ralphie, he's an attractive older man. Really? I think he's cute. I think Joseph Fiennes. Yes, he is Voldemort. Yes. So Joe, all the Fiennes brothers are, fine. are they brothers? Yeah, they're brothers. And they all Fiennes. They are Fiennes. They are Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> like a fine wine. Uh, but he can get it. That commander can get it. But I don't like him in the book. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him in the book at all. Um, I don't like any of the commanders that mm-hmm. are mentioned. I don't like any of the eyes that oh. are mentioned, except for I like Nick. Yes. Um, I do love Nick. I love Luke. R.I.P. Um, but I do really like him. Yes. I, re- I really like those two guys. What did you think about the girls? Okay. So I didn't like, um, I liked Cora. Yes. The That Martha. She was really mm-hmm. cool. Rita was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit at the beginning. Yes. But then I came around. Yes. Um, and I, I do, I do like Alfred. I think she's a good voice. I love Alfred. Yeah. What about uh, off Glenn? I like. See, it's hard for me to separate the show from the book now. Yes. Since, since we've both seen it. Mm-hmm. So I really like. I really like off Glenn too. Yes. But in throughout the book. She was this for a long period of time. It was like she was, oh, she's so pious and yeah. rude and she's yeah. not my friend. And I really love how they pick up that on in the episode. Yes. And so what, I guess what I'm saying is like when we do the episode comparison, mm-hmm. my biggest point is 
I think the last part of the actual book is covered in the first episode of Handmaid's yes. Tale. Yeah. And I, I I don't know if that's a disservice to the series because there's such a buildup to it. Mm-hmm. But you learn that off Glen isn't that horrible. And you learn that you see all the the rape scenes in the book at the, towards the end. And, the cer- you know, the ceremony, quote unquote, happens. Oh, yeah, that's what it was called. And all these things that happened at the end of the book that had me on the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. like with my jaw drop, was in the first episode. Yeah. So I was like, well, and we'll talk more about that in TV. TV episode. In TV Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not like, um, oh, what was her name? The one who was pregnant. I keep Ooh, wanting to say Janine? Janice. Janine. Janine. That's what it was. I keep Janine. wanting to say Janice for yes. some odd reason. Oh, Janice. Janine. Yes. Yes. Because I did not like her, how she was described in the book when we first met her, where she was just like holier than thou because she was carrying a child. Mm-hmm. And um, there was some like contrasting points to... Her in the book and then her in the TV show, mm-hmm. which we'll dive into later. But um, I just didn't like how rude she was to Off Glenn in the very beginning. Yes. But I did love Moira and Off Glenn's relationship. <laughs> off Glenn? <laughs> all I the, meant Alfred. There's, always, there's all these offs. Whenever I said Off Glenn like five seconds ago, I meant Alfred. Um, I loved Moira and Alfred's relationship. Yes. Throughout the entire thing. Loved it. And I... I just love, I love it. And then how she was a little lesbian. Yeah. Ooh. In 1984, I mean, that was like the beginning times of like change. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was the whole, that was before milk. Like that was, yeah. it was. Milk, milk has an expiration date. Where is that from again? Kimmy Schmidt. But That's it's from it. the, it's from the Rue Caps. Yes. <laughs> yes. talking about milk. Milk has an expiration date. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh that was good. good times. Good times. Very milk good. It also times. has a lot of carbs. It does. It's but so you get almond milk. Almond milk. Or almond squeeze. Mm-hmm. Which leads us back to breast milk. Pussies. Cats. Lesbians. Kitties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we had two different ideas going on. <laughs> That was vulgar. That was, mm. but oh well. Breast milk is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to try it one day. I don't. <laughs> Can, did I tell you? Oh my gosh, we should tell um, our audience that what our friend Caitlin wants to do. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Caitlin! Uh, but if she's onto something, it's she needs to trademark it. She needs to trademark it, and then also give it to our dogs. Yes. Oh yeah, we have to tell the story. So our friend wants to breastfeed which is completely normal and she but the thing is she wants to breastfeed possibly her dog no, okay so <laughs> she wants to pump and then give her dog some of yes. the liquid nectar yeah she wants to pump it and then give it to the her dog in her hopes, first child in hopes that it will make it live forever forever because of the nutrients exactly and me and Brittany are saying let's give it to our dogs as well Mm -hmm. if it makes the dog live forever yeah so if any vets out there (laughs) will kind of do some research if you can chime in to tell us if we're wasting our time or maybe we should just make soap with breast milk oh that would be really would that be soothing that would be good lather would it i think so you should try it i should we should get some hashtag cope soaps (laughs) <laughs> anyway um 
Where did we go from there? You know, for the past three episodes, I have no idea where we go. We just go and we just wait. Mm -hmm. This is not your typical review. No, it's not. But it all comes back together because Handmaid's Tale. Yes. It is the tale of two handmaids right now. Also, there is another thing Margaret Atwood talked about in terms of the the title of the book. Mm -hmm. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Tale. As in, that's Story. what men think of women as just, an, just a piece of tail. Did she say that or are you just drawing I conclusions? Think she, I, I'm, I'm, it's all coming back to me like Celine Dion. So coming back. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, sorry. Oh, I love um, that song so much. Yes. <laughs> but she said something about The Handmaid's Tale and it being something about the tail. Like booty? Booty. In her booty hole. <laughs> so that's just made me think about when you said the handmaid's tale see i just was thinking story story time like yeah, a normal person with with Alfred. which okay so the ending is ambiguous we don't know if she gets out and survives or if this is years later and she recorded this and this is being discovered now we we don't know where we're at with Alfred in the end I didn't. Wow. I just thought that she was going to just going to keep living like that. So I think that she does escape at some point. I hope she does. Right. I think that she does escape some at some point, And I think that she goes and is able to make it to wherever. Where do you go to escape? If this was I know it's Gilead, but. What is outside of Gilead? Do we ever talk about that? Canada. Maybe. At least that's what it is in the show. Mm, oh, really? Uh-huh. So Gilead was America. Gilead is America, except... So I don't know if they've explained it in the first episode of the show, but it's two states are left. Really? Alaska and Hawaii. What? Yeah. Everywhere else is Gilead. So what I did like about Handmaid's Tale more so than the TV show, because mm-hmm. I think the TV show does do a lot of like good meshing. Like it mm-hmm. takes a lot from the book, which is great. Yes. Um, I did like in the book how Margaret wrote about the war. Mm. Like she wrote a lot about it. Like what kind of people were fighting, Um, whether it was Baptists that were fighting and they were being smoked out. So it was like everybody who worships this this god especially like in gilead where they make it i don't know they completely like take take the old testament and just make it law Mm -hmm. but like they were fighting people who also believed in the same religion which was really really interesting because Mm -hmm. it was just um a course of we don't believe in what you're doing with this religion yes but we still worship the same person. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it speaks kind of like about the world religion yes, as well. definitely. Because every religion worships some kind of higher power, mm-hmm. but everybody fights about everybody their fights higher power. Because it's my higher power is better than yours. No. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh my gosh. That's what's wrong with religion in general is, and that's the thing is uh, the churches and the religious places praise that like they they preach yeah. that and they're saying our our god is better than this person's god those witcheries and those 
Jewish people, you know, I don't know yeah. what people call them because I don't go to church, but they, they pr- promote that yeah. separation. That villainy. Where And then when you, when you go to college and take a religion class, the teachers promoting equality and this is what you need to do. This is all, this is how all the religions are similar. And that's when you really learn, like education really goes deep into religion, but religion separates each other. Deep. Right? What if this book is like equality of all? Like it's not just feminism and equality for women and how the women have been beaten down, but it's also the equality of religion. That I like think so. all religion is the same. Exactly. No I matter think... what tiny rules you want to say, like Catholics can't use birth control and crap like that. Have fun raising your 15 kids. Mm-hmm. Fruit. Um, <laughs> fruit. Aren't they called fruits? Fruits of looms? I thought they were under Children aren't like fruits. Blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the fruit. I thought blessed be the fruit was the vaginas. <clears throat> I think it's the uterus. Oh, the uterus. Oh, the womb. The womb. Yeah. Or maybe the ovaries and the eggs. But oh, eggs yeah. aren't fruit. Eggs aren't fruit. Eggs are protein. Protein. Hmm. But yes. Plus it be the pr- protein doesn't have as good of a ring. <laughs> that sounds like you're just taking a whole bunch of beep <laughs> in a <your> mouth. <laughs> you can eat loads full. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I agree with what you're saying is that each topic, each he- like heavy topic that is argued often in yeah. society today is discussed in The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it even more just amazing how she, Margaret Atwood, took this idea and, and covered all these bases. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. Mm. My goodness. What did you think about the length? You know, it was long, unlike the commander. Ooh, <laughs> tiny little prick. Zing. Um, but I kind of enjoyed that it filled in a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the 11 hours plus the extra hour for all the essays. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to it. And, I, and I, there was never a part of me saying, oh, is this over yet? Is this over? It was a nice week-long listen. Yeah. And I had no complaints. So you took a week to listen to it? Yes. Mm. I started on a Sunday and it on a Thursday. No, Wednesday. Oh, so less than a week. Less than a week. It would have been less than a week if you ended on Thursday no, as I'm well. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. No, I ended up I started it last Sunday. So it was like a two and a half week long book. And you finished it on, on Wednesday, Wednesday of this of week. This week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because then I read the, or listened to this two hour book that I got for free mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that was it was like a two and a half long week book. And I remembered everything. It, yeah. You know, sometimes when you listen to a book for two weeks, it's like, what happened in that chapter? Yeah. But I remembered everything because the story was just so eloquently told. I agree. It was very, very well told. And I would listen to it again. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to Alias Grace. What's that? It's another show on Netflix. Netflix bought it because The Handmaid's Tale was so popular. Uh-huh. Netflix bought another Margaret Atwood book oh. and turned it into a series on Netflix. Yeah, it's out now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that mm-hmm. might be what I'm doing with my weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's called Alias Grace. Alias Grace. Mm. Okay. No, I want to listen to that too, but I think it's a really long book. 
We need to do a long one. We need to? Yeah. We need to? Well, I mean, we don't need to, but we should because we should be like, okay, so this is a 20-hour book and this is how long it takes us to get through them. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I'm always interested. Let's give it a try. Yeah. We can always do Discovery Witches. That's 24 hours. Okay. I wouldn't want to do that one, but I... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to do that one. <laughs> no, you just offered no, up the title, no, and now you're like, I don't want to do it. No, I would want to do that one, but oh, then okay. we just decide on Alias Grace. I don't want to like sit there and say, no, we don't want to do Alias Grace, because I want to do Alias Grace, but I want to do the Discovery Witches, because I like witches. Sorry, was that really fast? No, it, I kept up. Okay, cool. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, should do, if Alias Grace goes well with our listening, mm-hmm. we should also do the Witches one. Yes. We can get some long ones in here. The Discovery Witches is a new BBC show. Okay. A BBC does amazing yes. shows. <gasps> yes. Ooh, we should listen and then we should watch it. Yes. Although mm-hmm. we did say that we were going to listen to Handmaid's Tale and then watch it like last year. Last year. But <laughs> we ended up watching it and then listening. Well, you ended I up ended watching up it. I ended up watching and then listening. And then I just watched the first episode last night. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were going to talk about in Thursday's episode. Yes. Okay. So um, do we have anything else to discuss with this book? Not really. We like went in hard on the themes and the motifs. We did. And all that other stuff. And how we're really craving hamburgers yeah. after those sex scenes. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> and the Claire Danes just wasn't, I mean, she was average. Sorry but, about it, Claire. But we Claire figured Danes. out that it might have been because Alfred was it's very. forced to be average. Yes. Yes. Forced to be average. I want Ooh. that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, audio oh. shelf merch coming. Not. never because we need to get supported by you so please go to our patreon (laughs) (laughs) we still forgot to shelf it or shove it oh yeah oh well we can do that now yes so on the count of three let's say out loud what we are going to do with this book Uno, two trois trois trey is trey trey is french i think anyway shelf Shelf it it. (laughs) (laughs) yes we're totally gonna shelf it if it wasn't obvious from our praise be and happiness Mm -hmm. so blessed be to the fruit of god yes and please go on to our twitter and follow us at audio shelf me like us on facebook at audio shelf follow us on instagram at audio shelf underscore podcast And then subscribe to us wherever you can find your podcast. We are everywhere now. So we are under her eye. Under her eye. (laughs) (laughs) And if you would like Handmaid's Tale for free, plus another Margaret Atwood book, because that's doable. Like that alias book. Yes, alias Grace. Grace. (laughs) You can go on to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. Oh, mm-hmm. everybody then, loves free. Free. And then you just get two free books when you download that trial. And you can cancel it within 30 days. And if you cancel it, then they offer you a cheaper price to come back. Oh, you got that. You got that insider knowledge. Yes, I do. You're yes, an eye. <laughs> I'm an eye. Uh. And then Brad mentioned a little bit of our Patreon earlier. Go on. You can find the information on our Twitter. Please donate. Um, to support the show, uh, we give shout outs in the episodes and we just 
really thank you for all of the support that you give. You make the show better and stronger every week. Yes. Without you, it would be nuts. Yep. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.